Hey, this is Nick Kennedy, your gray man, coming to you uh, on a Monday evening, which is very cool, nice out here in Atlanta. Um, hopefully you've all had a, a wonderful weekend um, and we're getting ready for the, for the week ahead of us. Um, before we begin, I just wanna give a shout out uh, to my Nigerian brother, the big K. As you know, he's been away on business and I heard from him today and he said that, uh, He's hoping to wrap up real soon and get back and join us uh, before too long. So let's keep our fingers crossed and keep his seat warm for him so we can slide right back in. Anyway, um, today I was actually uh, spending some time uh, on different podcasts. Uh, and I was kind of like just curious to what was um, what was going on. And it seemed pretty universal that there's been a lot of... Uh, discussion, and rightfully so, about the direction of uh, Disney and Marvel. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've uh, been losing a lot of money recently. The Marvels uh, might be a historic uh, flop. Um, and, and I guess Wish does not look much better. Um, although, you know, $200 million for a cartoon, that kind of that kind of surprises me, but irrelevant. Um, the point is, uh, I, I'm going to stay away from that subject, I think, because, you know, the, the gentleman that I was watching, um, you know, uh, Gary Neurotic and uh, other critical drinkers, always a good watch, uh, as well as um, I think they're called Film Threat, uh, Chris Gorn Allen. They're really good. They've got insiders um, and, and they, they can give you the kind of the pulse of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and they cover it pretty well. So rather than just kind of reiterate uh, that, I thought I would try something a little bit different, uh, something that interests me and hopefully it'll interest you as well. Um, one of my big hobbies all my life has been women. I've had crushes on women since who I was knee high, um, still do. And um, I'm getting on there in years. And um, I thought to myself, it might be interesting to just kick back and take some time to kind of go through the years of the various women that uh I've had, uh, you know, crushes on and, you know, maybe you men and or women, no judgments here, uh, might share uh, the same interests um, or not. I don't know. Uh, hopefully you might find this entertaining. I'm going to go through it. And uh, if you don't agree, you think um, I'm missing the mark or you think I'm missing out somebody that I should have in there, uh, by all means, uh, let me know. My email address is, is down there. Always willing to hear from you guys for ideas or whatever. Um, but just keep in mind, I'm trying to stay away from the obvious ones. You will not see Farrah Fawcett. Everyone loved Farrah. You will not see Bo Derek, because although I, she wasn't really one of my favorites, very talented, beautiful women, but just didn't really didn't really push my buttons. But very, very uh, beautiful woman, and a lot of lot of uh, people uh, really liked her a lot. And I mean Raquel Welch. I mean, Raquel Welch. I mean, she's she's like the goddess. I mean, everyone loved her. No point in me like bringing up these women and talking about them. I try to do things more of a, on a personal level. Um, some of these women you're going to hear about, some of them you, you probably know or not know. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, I hope you find it interesting as I do. Um, so without further ado, I would like to, let's see, bring that up here. Let's see, because they're much more interesting to watch than me. And... I am going to, let's see, where is it? There we go. Okay. So um, to start off with, when I was um, very young, back in the, you know, the mid-70s, um, I developed my first crush, 
uh, on the uh, girl that just about everyone back in, in, in the 70s uh, around my age had a crush on. And that was uh, Maureen McCormick, Marsha Brady from the Brady Bunch. Um, definitely my first crush. Looking back on it, um, I can understand why maybe I liked it then. Doesn't really do much for me now, but uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, that noteworthy on that. Um, another uh, woman who I do not know the name of, but is 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 noteworthy, um, was the movie Saturday Night Fever came out. I think it was nineteen seventy seven, um, and they had a they didn't have like NC seventeen at the time. It was just no no one under eighteen admitted under any circumstances, and I was only twelve at the time. Um, so obviously I snuck in to watch it. Uh, and lo and behold, there's a scene where John Travolta goes into a, um, a strip club and there was a, a, a woman who danced for him and, uh, don't know what her name is. Uh, but I got it. She's noteworthy because that was probably the first time that I've, uh, ever seen a topless woman. Um, so, you know, at 12 years old, that's, that's kind of a big thing. It was kind of weird nowadays. I'm, I'm sure 12 year old boys with the internet have seen seen it all the time but in my day no 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 12 years old you it was probably about the first time you were probably lucky maybe some other boys would be older um but anyway she she's noteworthy as well um now another one uh you, if you want to talk about charlie's angels um the one that really had my number uh was tanya roberts she's uh, passed on uh you know uh, hope, hope playing peace. Uh, beautiful woman, beautiful eyes, unbelievable eyes. Uh, I remember her. She did a, a movie, The Beastmaster, with Mark Singer, um, brother of Laurie Singer. Um, anyway, uh, and uh, yeah, she uh, she did the whole uh, you know outfit thing with a, a, a wild woman with the, with the animal skins and. I guess uh, she did a nude scene. I remember she did a nude scene climbing out of uh, a lake or something in the very beginning. Uh, boy, that was uh, that was earth shattering for me. Um, yeah. So Tanya Roberts, if you want to talk Charlie's Angels, my favorite. That's where you start right there with me. Um, Christy Brinkley. Now I know she was very popular, um, so this is not going to be a surprise to many people. But uh, when I was uh, in high school. Uh, you've got all these Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues I could of her. I had her all over the place. Um, and, uh, yeah, she uh, she actually got me uh, got me through high school. Uh, I had all her calendars all over the wall. Uh, mad crush on her. Um, you know, if looking back, she's a beautiful woman. But it's funny how, how tastes have changed. Uh, I know what I saw in her, uh, no doubt. Um, and I'm certainly not taken away from her, but I think as I got older, my taste changed a little bit and maybe wouldn't have quite the effect on me, uh, now at my age that, that she did back when I was, uh, you know, 15 or 16 years old. Uh, the next one is going to be one that you're probably going to scratch your head over. Uh, and that was, uh, Joan Jett. Uh, Joan Jett, um, for those of you who do not know, was a lead singer of the group, uh, The Runaways, that headlined uh, back in like 1976. They weren't that popular uh, here, um, but they were an overseas in Japan, huge hit. Uh, they had that Lita Ford, who I guess made a, a career uh, afterwards, 
Not sure where she did. She was very popular heavy metal wise. I think she hooked up to a band or two. Not real sure, but she was popular. And then there was um, uh, the lead singer, uh, Sherry. Don't remember her last name. Uh, I'm doing most of this from memory. So, uh, but they did a, a movie Foxes uh, with her. She played the lead. I thought she was actually going to go into show business, but uh, from what I understand, she was kind of uh, shy. So she kind of dropped out, and uh, Joe Jet kept it up though. She, when the Runaways broke up, uh, she came back here and uh, she formed, uh, you know, the Black Hearts, and many a hit. Uh, and I had the great fortune of going to see her at the Opera House in Boston many years ago, um, and uh, yeah, had a great time. Rocked out, rocked out the joint. Um, I know she's not typical what you, you know, necessarily see as a as a woman. Um, uh, that you had, you know, lusted after, but I, I just, it was something about her personality and I was always a big rock and roll fan. Um, and she just did it for me. And I, I, I know her sexual inclination is probably not going to be reciprocated towards me. Actually, I had set on, but, uh, yeah, she, um, she really had it, uh, rocking, uh, back then. Um, anyway, who is next? Uh, oh yes. Uh, for those of you who remember the, uh, Oh, the early days of uh, the Karate Kid movies, uh, you'd be very familiar with Elizabeth Shue. Uh, she also uh, did Adventures in Babysitting, which was a very entertaining movie. Um, and she followed up with uh, what I consider to be a brilliant performance in Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas Cage, um, 1995, I believe. Wow, what a movie, um, intense. Uh, showed she can act, uh, not all just looks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I had a, I had a mad thing for Elizabeth Shue. Uh, and you know, everyone probably knows, but she's uh, the sister of Andrew Shue, who was on Melrose Place, um, for what that's worth. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm Elizabeth Shue, really cute, beautiful, sexy woman. She also did a hollow man with Kevin Bacon, not a very good movie, but, uh, noteworthy because she was in it. And I saw just about everything she was in back in those days. Um, uh, Another one coming up uh, should be well known by just about everybody, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Uh, she um, has done a ton of movies. The one that I remember most is Labyrinth with David Bowie. Uh, that came out in 1986. I had that in my movie theater at the time. And I used to, after uh, the, the movies got out, I used to watch it uh, over and over again. Um, at the time she was very young. I think she was 16 at the time. And, uh, you know, I didn't know she was going to end up being as, as popular as she ended up being. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. And then, then, of course, she did the uh, John Hughes movie, Career Opportunities. Uh, I think that's when she really blossomed, uh, to be honest with you. Um, that's when I just could could not take my eyes off uh, of that movie and her. Uh, not a very good movie, actually, but who cares? Jennifer Connelly's in it. She had a tight uh, white T-shirt on it. So how, how bad could it be? Um, Anyway, moving on, Diane Lane uh, had a mad thing for Diane Lane. Uh, started with, boy, oh, there was a movie she did with Kenny Rogers called like Six Pack or something, which was really young. I remember seeing her in that. I think that's the name of the movie. Um, and then later on, she made it her name for herself by doing like The Outsiders. Um, beautiful, beautiful uh, uh woman in that. Um, and then she followed that up uh, with the big town, Matt Dillon and Tommy Lee Jones. She played a, uh, uh, 
a striptease, to put it nicely, uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in a gambling casino. And for those of you who also share my um, interest in Diane Lane, if you've not seen that movie, um, you, you might want to, uh, to check that out. Oh, and just to hop by, back, by the way, if anyone who really likes Jennifer Connelly and wants to see more of her, um, yeah, the, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, Hotspot with Don Johnson. Uh, yeah, you get to see uh, Jennifer Connelly, uh, you know, in all the glory of the Hotspot, Don Johnson. Not a great movie, but again, Jennifer Connelly's in it. Um, anyway, back to Diane Lane. Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a mad crush on her. And then what happened is she blew my doors off in like 1995. She did a movie with Richard Gere called Unfaithful. Um, and she showed that she, you know, she was getting older, um, no longer just a kid. But she was, uh, she showed that she had some acting chops. Uh, there was a scene after she has cheated on Richard Gere and she's coming, that's his, her husband. Um, and it, it, you know, just happened, I guess, whatever. Uh, and she was taking the home, home back to her house after leaving uh, the, the house of infidelity. Um, and it was all hitting her at once. And she was overcome with emotions on a subway. And the funny thing is there's no word spoken, but boy, what great acting, um, mesmerizing. So yeah, she's not just a pretty face. Um, now we're going to hit on a, on a couple that are playmates uh, you may not have heard of. Uh, Donna Edmondson was playmate of the year in 1987. I believe she came from Greensboro, North Carolina, I guess. Uh, my personal favorite. Didn't really do anything outside of uh, Playboy, to my knowledge. Uh, last I heard, she had a real estate license and she was um, uh, selling houses. Um, unless you probably go to those Playboy uh, conventions, you probably won't know much about her or meet her. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, 1986, 1987. Oh my God. Uh, still, my heart still like pops out of my chest when I think of that woman. Um, and also another one, Karina Harney. Uh, she was from Las Vegas. She was Playmate of the Year, I want to say 1992. Um, she had the little Carrie uh, Russell thing going with her with the curls and her hair back in the Felicity days. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really, uh, wow, beautiful, beautiful. Again, you know, she didn't do any movies that I know of, um, but uh, always in my mind, even after all this time, and that was uh, 1992 where she uh, peaked as Playmate of the Year. Uh, beautiful woman, beautiful woman. Uh, the next one you can file under uh, probably just maybe me, uh, Barbara Hershey. Uh, this is a woman who is not your typical drop-dead gorgeous woman. But from the time I saw the movie The Entity, which I guess is based on a true story about a, a ghost that uh, was raping a woman in a house, uh, played by Bar Barbara Hershey, um, I, was, uh, I was taken up with her. And then she did uh, Hoosiers with Gene Hackman. Um, about a town hickory, uh, based on a true story, a little, uh, little uh, a, a town um, that won the state championship, I think with in Indiana. Uh, if you haven't seen that, Dennis Hopper was also in it. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, you could probably get it on one of these free freebies or Pluto or something like that if you looked. Um, it was 1987, I believe. So yeah, it probably would, you'd probably be able to catch that for free, I would think, if you looked hard enough. Uh, but a, a really good movie and a very beautiful woman. Um, she also did Hannah and Her Sisters, which was a, a Woody Allen film with Diane Keaton. Um, and uh, uh, that was, I liked that as well. Um, had that in my movie theater as well.
Um, but yeah, no, I, I had definitely had a thing for Barbara Hershey. And there were, there were some people that said to me, really? Uh, don't get it. And you know, that's why it's noteworthy, I guess. Not for everyone. But for me, yes. Um, now, there was another one that I'm almost sure you guys don't know. A beautiful, beautiful woman, though. Uh, there was a movie called Tough Guys Don't Dance, which was a Norman uh, Lear movie. And it came out around 1987 with Ryan O'Neill, Wings Hauser, and uh, Deborah Sundlin. Uh, she also goes by the name Deborah Stipe, too. Uh, I don't think she did many movies after this. Uh, this might uh, this might have been her big, big movie, and it wasn't that big. Lawrence Tierney, by the way. Wow, that guy. Uh, <laughs> I could talk. I could tell you stories about Lawrence Tierney. Uh, I think it was on Reservoir Dogs. They said he he was like uh, he looked like the thing, only old. Well, that's that's Lawrence Tierney. God God rest his soul. He's not with us anymore. But there are there are stories about that guy. He was a real tough guy. Uh, anyway, he makes the movie, in my opinion. Uh, Deborah Sunlin, wow, beautiful, beautiful woman, retired from Hollywood uh, way too soon. Would like to see more of her, but I have looked her up online since, and she still maintains her look. She's happily married, so good for her. She just went a different direction. Uh, the next one, I'm sure you probably know if you're, uh, you know, over the age of forty or something. Uh, Kathy Ireland, uh, swimsuit model for Sports Illustrated. She also did a movie, The Alien from L.A. I think, um, which uh, was really a bad movie. I hard for me to say, you know. Don't see a movie when when one of my crushes are in it. You turn the sound down if you do. Really, first of all, her voice is is an, annoying to say the least. Um, she had to work on it, and she doesn't sound that annoying anymore. But she let it all out in that movie. I think that they used it as a device for humor. And the first, you know, the first couple of times you hear it is kind of funny, and then after about an hour, you just don't want to hear her voice anymore. It sounds like Minnie Mouse. Uh, but a beautiful woman, drop-dead gorgeous, and I'm pretty smart, too, I understand. A uh, very good businesswoman. Um, so, yeah, Kathy Ireland, uh, she owned my heart, uh, I don't know, late in high school, early college. Um, the next one, boy, I would have to say the entire En Vogue uh, singing team. Um, beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, I, I watch... Uh, Free Your Mind video all the time. Um, uh, any one of them, I, I would, you know, be enraptured to meet. And if I had to narrow it to one, it would probably be, I think her name's Dawn Robinson. Again, that might be wrong. I'm going from memory. Uh, but I think she might be the best of the best. But they're all beautiful, beautiful women. Um, mad crushes on them. Um, now we get to more popular ones. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Um, I had it really badly for her. Uh, uh, noteworthy because at the time, actually, my uh, my daughter, who's now fully grown, you know, she was looking at her her father uh, going Google wide whenever uh, you know I, I I saw her. Oh, that's that's the alarm saying that I'm running late. I might have to make a two parter out of this. Um, so yeah, so uh, Christina Aguilera. Now, if I had to pick a period, because she goes through different uh, different. Yeah, different different periods of time, different styles, different fashions. Um, I gotta go with uh, 2005, uh, where she went through the kind of like that big band phase. Uh, um, oh, I try to think of the, the the 
the album was called. I'm, I'm drawing blank, but Chitty Candyman was one of the songs from it. Um, I'll remember it later on. It's but it, it came out in 2005. Had a, had a few modest hits. Candyman, I think, was her big winner off that, and that uh, is when she, um, I think, looked her best. Uh, after that, I think she went through some hard times and gained a little bit of weight, and then she lost it. And I'm not sure. I haven't really followed up recently, but uh, I would tend to think she probably got back into shape. She was only a little heavy for a couple of times and, and not for long. So, um, so there's that. Um, and anyway, you know, um, I am running 20 minutes here and I'm really enjoying this, but I'm trying to keep my, uh, I'm trying to keep my, my, uh, uh podcast down to 20 minutes or less because, uh, I could talk all night. Um, believe me, I can. And I'm, I'm actually trying to avoid tangents. Uh, because I can go on a tangent, and and believe me when I say there will be tangents. Um, so what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to end it here, and I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to finish off the other half, and uh, you know, hopefully you, you you've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, if you have, uh, you know, subscribe, share, and like, um, and let me know. Um, as I always say to you, anything you're interested in talking, I think I'm pretty uh, pretty open. I think I'm knowledgeable, a lot of different things, uh, you know, just no, nothing on cars. I don't do cars and opera. I'm not real big at opera either. So, but just about anything else, you know, you can run it by me. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun for me. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, it's been as fun for you as it is for me. And, uh, I will uh, talk to you later. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now.